All right. Um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Taylor Neese. My wife, Anna, Mark has already introduced us, but um, my wife, Anna, our daughter is 10 weeks old. Her name's Yana, and Uriah is almost two. And so um, we've just been so blessed to be able to uh, come here this morning. It really, Mark said it was by the providence of God that we, um, that we were able to meet, and it, it really was. So uh, I, I'm going with an organization. We're sent out um, first and foremost by our sending church in Anniston, Alabama, called Grace Fellowship. Um, it's a great uh, body of believers, and we're just so thankful um, to have been raised up, really, there in, in so many ways. But... Um, but before to every tribe the way the organization that we're with works is we have a two-year training process for the mission field and so we have a huge desire for when missionaries go out onto the field that they would stay out onto the field and so that's kind of um the attrition rates for missionaries are are extremely high um you know over 75 percent of missionaries within the first two years come home never to return to the field again and so with to every tribe it's our hope that a two-year training process um, is something that can help mitigate and, and um, alleviate some of that attrition rates that um, people coming back, uh, back home from the field. Now, whether that's because when someone hears a two-year training process, that's either the vetting process right there, okay, I'm not going to spend two years and I'm just going to go, or whether it's the actual training. The training was great, and we're very thankful for it. But before I went to the training, I called Pastor Mark, and I said, because we lived on support even while we were in the training, and I said, Pastor Mark, I'd love to tell you about the training process. And he said, when you get ready for the field, give me a call. And at the time, I was not administrative in the least, right? They teach you how to administrate as a missionary down in the, field, or down in the training. And I did not know how to administrate, and so I never saved Pastor Mark's number, um, didn't, didn't ever put a note in saying, call him when I'm done or anything like that. And then I gave him a call uh, after we finished the training, and he picked up the phone and he said, hello, missionary in training. And then he goes, are you ready for the field yet? And I said, hey, this is Taylor Neese. Who am, I, <laughs> who am I talking to? He goes, you called me like two years ago. And I was like, did I really? <laughs> he goes, I saved your number in my phone as missionary in training. He said, what's your name? So uh, truly, by the providence of God, we're here um, and we're thankful to be here. So... Um, I kind of gave you a little primer on To Every Tribe. We're a, we're a training and sending organization, um, and we hope to see um, kind of the, the mission statement of To Every Tribe is we hope to extend the worship of Christ. That's kind of the idea, is that we go to places where the worship of Christ is not happening. We're going to places where people are not worshiping Christ, and we hope that as we go as an act of worship to our Lord, that we will extend that worship in evangelism, and then ultimately the end goal is to plant churches, and that people will, of every tribe, tongue, and nation, be standing before God in communion with his saints here on this earth, and ultimately in glory. And so that's our hope, right? We, we hope that people will ultimately, as we go um, to the Czech Republic, which is where we're, or Czechia, as they've just changed it recently, um, we are getting ready to go there. And so um, as we kind of, um, to present the ministry this morning, I, I want to start off by just giving a little bit of our, our personal testimony. What, what was our call to the mission like? So I came to Christ my freshman year of college. Anna was raised in a Christian home. 
um, by godly parents who um, she was raised in a church that was very missional. And so they had missions conference every single year at her church. Missionaries would be coming and sharing. And Anna was always so excited about missions conference. She was so excited to hear about other cultures and other people groups and what the missionaries were, were going through on the field. And, um, and so praise God that she was raised in a household like that. Um, I myself, uh, I came to Christ my freshman year of college. And so I didn't know anything about Christianity. I didn't know anything about the faith, really. And so um, as, as I came to Christ and, and the Lord brought, got me into a great church at, at Grace Fellowship, and we were raised up there theologically, discipled by, by older men and older women in the faith, um, Ann and I, were, we had gotten engaged while we were there, and we were in premarital counseling with our, with our pastor. And uh, there was one day Anna couldn't make the meeting, but our pastor said, let's still meet, me and you. And so we met, and he said, have you ever thought about the mission field? And I was like, sure. I mean, I'd, I'd love to take, like, a two-week trip to Haiti. Is that, like, what missions is? Like, just take a short little trip somewhere, like, probably to Haiti or to Africa. Like, that's kind of what, what missions is. And he was like, have you, ever, have you ever heard of long-term missions? And I was like, no. Like, people live? Like, people leave America and, like, go live in other countries, like, for the sake of the gospel? He's like... Yeah, like have you ever ne- never heard of like Hudson Taylor, you know, or like William Carey, like John Patton, like any of these like like giant missionaries? It's like no, <laughs> like I've never heard of that. And so um, he said, "Dude, you gotta you gotta go. Um, first of all, read a missionary biography, but then you need to go visit to every tribe." And so you know, over the years, I've, I've read through all those biographies and been so encouraged by by the faith of of these men. But then we went down and visited to every tribe. And as I started to study what missions was, what going on the long-term mission field was, um, it seemed like the Lord just really started to convict our hearts for the field at the same time. I always thought that I was going to go to seminary and be a pastor, right? I thought I was going to go and, um, and learn how to be a pastor, be a pastor here in the States, you know, and then just do that until the day I died. And then we went down to Two Every Tribe and we visited and we saw the need for the mission field. The uh, president of Tierry Tribe was just talking to us about the fields and, and how the Lord is using even the skills that we have um, that are not necessarily um, even like uh, biblical skill, skills, but like the skills of just, I mean, Ann and I were both voice majors in college. And that there are fields that would, there would be just a natural cultural barrier that is just we don't have to meet it because we're, we're music people and the culture as a whole is very musical, right? And so he was like, you could fit this field and they would just love having you there regardless, you know? And so um, we were just like, wow, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know? And that's kind of the way the Czech Republic is, very artsy culture. Um, so with that being said, after we went down to Two Every Tribe, um, Anna and I, we were staying, we were married at this point, we were staying in a hotel and I went back to her and we were, I looked at her and said, are we, are we doing this thing? Like, are we doing this? And she was like, I think so. And I was like, we should pray about it. <laughs> we should definitely pray. So we prayed about it. And the Lord started to convict our hearts through the scriptures, right? You've, we're going to be reading it this morning, but this Isaiah 6 passage, you know, where God cleanses Isaiah of his sins. You know, this is famous passage. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm of a people of unclean lips. And then God says, in, in short, that he has this message that's supposed to go out. And he says, who am I going to send? Who's going to go and take this message? And then Isaiah, having just been cleansed of his sins, says, here I am, Lord, send me, right? Send me. And so just through the scriptures, right? You got the famous um, 
Romans 10 passage, you know, how beautiful are the feet of those who, who share the good news? How are they to hear if no one is sent? And so, um, so we really, the Lord just started to convict us. And so we, we brought that to our elders of our church. And our elders all affirmed it. They all said, yes, we think you should go. Like, absolutely. You know, we think, we think you guys are perfect for the field. And then the elders brought that before the church. And then the church as a whole said, absolutely, we think you guys should go. And when you have an entire church of people saying, yes, we think you should go, then um, filled with the Spirit of God, then we, we think that that is God affirming us, the Holy Spirit saying, yes, you need to go. This is your calling. And so uh, we feel very led to go, uh, very excited to go. And so I just kind of want to get into kind of the details of what our mission will actually look like in the Czech Republic. Um, so when we go to the Czech Republic, there is a small group of believers there that we will be partnering with. And um, the believers that we're partnering with, to kind of give some statistics on the Czech Republic, the Czech Republic is one of the most secular nations in the world today. If you just go on Google and type in like most atheistic countries in the world, you'll find like the Netherlands, Switzerland, and then the Czech Republic, right? It's like one of those three. And, um, you know, the Czech Republic, uh, we're going to play a video before the Sunday morning service, but the Czech Republic was torn by two major regimes in modern history. So much of the Czech lands were, were annexed by Nazi Germany in the Second World War um, to give um, uh, Great Britain and France and Italy a tactical advantage in the war. Um, but then also, after World War II, the Czech needed to find financial stability somewhere. And unfortunately, they found that stability under the Soviet regime. And so they have really been ransacked by two major communist, um, communist parties in modern history. And those two generations growing up under the communist government um, really just decimated any form of faith found I mean, just in, it's weird. It's like this geographical location where there's just nothing but hard ground right now. Um, it's just a difficult place um, to share the gospel. People are not receptive to it um, at all. And yet we go to um, scatter seed and um, we pray that the Lord will provide the increase. And so um, the Czech nation as a whole, these believers that we're partnering with, um, you know, one guy, his name is Milan, and we'll be partnering with him. And when I was talking to him about the church, he's kind of a pastor of this, of this little gathering of believers. Um, and uh, he says that he's a pastor of a megachurch in the Czech Republic. And when he told me that he's a pastor of a megachurch, he told me it's about 30 people. But I didn't realize that 30 people was like on like Easter Sunday, you know, when like, or like a big service or some event that they're having. Really, they have like eight to 15 people on any given Sunday. And he was like, yeah, I pastor a mega church in the Czech Republic. You know, there's like, I mean, there's just like no churches in the Czech Republic. And, and those who do go to church are going because they truly want to worship, worship God. And so, um, but there's a problem with that. So, because there's no churches, because there's no pastoral ministry or, or just Christian ministry going on in the Czech Republic in, in a lot of ways, other than missionary work, uh, there's not a ton of resources in the Czech Republic. And so the guys that we'll be partnering with, when, when I win, I, I just got back from a trip in, in mid, well, mid-February, um, and I found out that the resources that they had, the only resources that they had in their language, were given to them by Hillsong Church. 
That is the theology that they've been reading. And they, they were just eating it up because they were like, well, we've never, I mean, we don't have anything. And this is at least teaching us the Bible. You know, this is at least teaching us how to teach the Bible. And so we're just going to read it. Well, one thing that our organization has already done is we've sent them a packet called Basic Christian Doctrine. Right. So I myself, I'm a 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith Baptist, you know, um, Reformed Baptist. And our organization has compiled a packet called Basic Christian Doctrine, and it's 52 truths of the Christian faith. That's kind of the idea. And it is based on Reformed theology as a whole. There are some things in the packet that are coming against certain kind of um, uh really wrong um, teachings that are going on in the Czech Republic. And so there's, it's catered a little bit to them, to some false teaching that they, that they hear while in the Czech Republic. Um, but for the most part, it's just a basic reform systematic, right? Their English is not good enough to pick up Burkhoff's reform dogmatics or to pick up Grudem's systematic theology or anything like that. And so we have just compiled this small little packet and we sent it over to them before we went to the field. And we get on a conference call with them, and they are looking at this packet. We send it to them on a a PDF document, and they're like looking at this packet on this conference call, and they're going, this is amazing. Like, we have never seen anything like this, and I have it in my bag. I'll show you. It's it's literally a doctor, like, on the inerrancy of Scripture, one to two sentences, and then, like, all these little Bible references. And that's it. And they're literally like, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And it's like, that's amazing. And then they go, can we make this our doctrinal statement for the church? Like, can this, like, can this packet be our doctrinal statement? And we're just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, please. Like, it'd be much better than what you have now. So, um, so we, and then when we got over to the Czech Republic, um, they came up to us and they said, hey, we want to show you something. And so they showed, um, you know, the president of the organization and us, um, they, they made this little packet, and they got that packet professionally translated into Czech. And they had already made it and translated it, and they, they're just so excited about it. I mean, they really are. And it's their desire that we would come and teach them this. So we have an English copy, they have a Czech copy, and while we're learning Czech, we can go ahead and start the work. And so they want to be raised up. They want to be raised up theologically. I mean, I got in the car. <laughs> I got in the car with these guys um, when I got over there, and they were driving me somewhere. And um, again, there's there's a there has been a lack of discernment, and they understand this. But um, you know, I, I got in, and they said, "Yeah, we we started with the help of my dad, who is a pastor." And they said, "We we started this church when we were like 18." And I was like. <laughs> I mean, Charles Spurgeon, you know, started when he was really young, but like, wow, like 18 years old. And he was like, yeah. And he goes, you know, back then we had a lot of time and no money. Now they, they have a full-time job. And they said, now we have a lot of money and like not a lot of time to do ministry. And he said, but one thing that we've always consistently had is bad doctrine, you know, and he's like, and we need help, you know? And so we're like, yes, that's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. We're going because they need help, right? We're not, if they were healthy and thriving over there, then there'd be no need for us to go. You know, but we're going to teach them the scriptures. We're going to teach them this basic systematic, take them through books of the Bible, teach them how to read their Bibles, build resources for them so that they can edify the saints and reach the Czech Republic with the gospel. And then while we're raising these these men, brothers and sisters up, um, we think in total all the people who might show up to church 
Um, in total, we think there's probably about 30 believers that will have an opportunity to raise up and to raise up theologically. Um, but then it's our desire also to reach our, our neighbors with the gospel, right? We'll be moving into a Czech communist flat that was built under Khrushchev, you know, and um, the city we'll be living in is actually an eastern Czech called Ostrava. And uh, in Ostrava, so Prague is like the gem of the Czech Republic. You know, it was never bombed in any war. Like, it's just a beautiful, I mean, it, it really is a beautiful city. When we went, I got to stand in the pulpit of Jan Hus, right? Like the pre-reformer who, the, his writings were found in the hands of Martin Luther, who sparked the Reformation. So, um, I mean, it was just, a, uh, Prague is just amazing. But then you travel like three hours east and you wind up in Ostrava, Czech Republic, and it's just like nothing but communist flats and like an oil refinery, you know, like plant. And that's like it. You know, that's just what the town is. Um, and these communist flats, we'll be, we'll be moving our family into a, a communist flat and, um, and living with the people. And so, you know, when we get there, we're going to live among the people. We're going to try to have people into our home um, and and preach the gospel, right? That's the hope, is to share the gospel and that the Lord would, would provide an increase um, of people uh, to his church. And so, um, I mean, that's really our heart for missions. That's really our heart for the ministry, is we have a strong desire to go to the Czech Republic to raise people up um, and, to, and to help them in the scriptures. 